son of a and... bisque. <laughs> podcast title pending is that really what we're going with why wouldn't we go with the soup podcast in a world with endless number of soup related puns i just i feel like we could do it oh don't worry i'm already excited to introduce any superstars who come on as guests (laughs) no matter what we call ourselves people are still going to refer to us as the soup podcast true let's do some side dishes i thought it's our first podcast let's introduce ourselves so that we say our names at some point okay uh let's let's all start with names then hi my name is sydney okay Uh, i'm maggie and i'm in my sunroom i'm jackie and i'm currently hiding from my dog dedication's appreciated i just hope you know that he is right here whining Immediately outside the door. So we've been friends since like kindergarten. Um, And uh, we did Girl Scouts together and uh, high school and middle school and all of that good stuff. Um, So I think over our lifetimes, we've actually shared pretty much an entire childhood. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like we've shared somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, a thousand meals together, and probably, like, 30%, I would say, included some sort of soup. Fun fact, in high school, we referred to Sydney as Soup Me. Yeah, it's true. Back in my day, you were bullied in real life. (laughs) Well, Sydney would eat soup every, every single day for lunch. Um, It was one of the best offerings that our cafeteria had, and, um, she would spill soup on herself almost every day. And I still do. <laughs> I, actually, I feel like you were ahead of the game because it wasn't really until college that I came to appreciate soup. It's like a, it's a healthy meal. I mean, you can obviously make it unhealthy. And well, I certainly make, did like, this week. <laughs> <laughs> so the way this is going to work is we're going to start off our episodes with side dish. And then we're going to get to the main course. Um, And each week on a rotating basis, we'll decide either a style of soup or like a secret ingredient um, to announce. And that's what we'll work on for the next week. So this week was actually Maggie's choice. So without further ado, this week we focused on bisques. I did a little research because I love a little research. Bisques are really an old French style of soup. It was a fishing town soup. It came to be in like the 1600s. And it was a way for them to use the excess parts of the shellfish that they usually would throw away. So a lot of times you would thicken your bisques with like ground up shells. So it was like a good way to use the whole fish. I guess not really fish, shellfish. I also read about the paste and... I was scared. I <laughs> I was terrified. I did not attempt the paste. Super intimidating. <laughs> the recipe I followed 
because I, I'm the recipe follower. And this one, I don't know if legally we're allowed to name them, but she's a well-known chef. And she also recommended not just making the broth with the skin in which I did, but also using the shell in an immersion blender. Definitely left that part out. Kind of just added my shellfish in at the end. Some days I'll be a little more adventurous. Mag is sort of our recipe follower. Sydney more cooks from the heart, and I love a recipe that is more of building off of existing ingredients, something that I already have in the kitchen, which I gotta say for this week was really difficult. (laughs) Bisque items are not ones I normally stock, but I think I did okay. I will say on that note, bisque is not like an end of the world soup because there's a lot of fresh ingredients that Mm. you need to have on hand that at least in the Midwest, they're not as readily available. Maybe the Northeast, maybe the Pacific Northwest, or pretty much any West Coast. Very true. Those areas would be able to. That's that's a fair point. Like, you can't be a, like a prepper <laughs> with a lot of bisque. It just wouldn't survive in the fallout shelter. Okay, Jackie, so what was your take on the bisque this week? Okay, so I went vegetable bisque, which technically the French would not consider a bisque, but marketing officials in the U.S. do consider it to be a bisque. So I actually used frozen vegetables. I had a bunch of frozen bell peppers and onions, and so I was able to first like saute them a little bit in olive oil. And then after that, I added in a bit of better than bouillon for vegetables, added in some broth following that, let it simmer for a good long time until it smelled pretty fragrant. Oh, I I crushed a clove of garlic and put that in with the vegetables to begin with, just to give it a little bit more flavor. I'm a big fan of spicy stuff, so I threw in some cayenne pepper just before I put it into the blender to really puree it. I added in some cream and I debated a little bit but ended up going with full fat coconut milk as my cream to keep it vegan and it turned out pretty well. Sydney what bisque did you this week? Sup bisque? Well I'll tell you (laughs) this week I decided to take a nod to tradition and do some of the shellfish and for that I took a pound of frozen shrimp I peeled them all and just took the shells I put those into the instant pot did the broth setting on there another tip that I saw online was to throw a handful of rice in there as well just to get the starch off the rice and thicken it up a bit so I did throw in some Thai glutinous rice the kind you would use to make the dessert rice, which is, you know, very starchy, and strained that out with the shells. That was my base. At the same time that was cooking, though, I took a huge can of crushed tomatoes, started by melting a bunch of butter, sauteing some garlic in that. After that was fragrant. I did add the crushed tomatoes. I reduced by about half just to thicken it up a lot. Could I have used tomato paste? Yes, but I just didn't have it and I was really going through it. So the absent-minded stirring was helping me a lot. So once that was cooked down, I did blend that out just to get it to a really creamy consistency. Mixed it in with the broth and just kind of tuned it from there. I added in some heavy whipping cream. To season it further, I did add a bunch of salt, lemon pepper. At the end, I had indeed a very unhealthy 
decadent bowl of tomato milkshake, and it was wonderful. I think butter is the essential ingredient, though, with shellfish, and I think you can definitely taste when you try to cut back a little bit. In my opinion, there's you just 100% or 0%. If you're looking for healthy and it doesn't look that healthy, like, don't go for it. I don't like all of these, like, healthier version of this, like, 100%. You gotta go dive in, put the butter I think it's I think it's okay too. I mean it's a balance. It's like I use an entire uh like 30 ounce can of crushed tomatoes. So the nutrition is there. You've got to balance it with some fat so that it's actually a real meal. So yeah, all in all I, I thought it was a pretty good balance of the two. I was tempted to take the shells uh from the broth and attempt the paste, but um yeah, I, I, I didn't want to come into the first episode with a thoroughly inedible bowl of slop. I love that. It did remind me that I did thicken mine with uh, some flour as I was getting them. Well, my uh, bisque was also shrimp bisque via, I used the Instant Pot. And so I sauteed my shrimp in some butter and then I removed that kept some of the shells as I made my stock and my broth, mixing all that together. I also put 32 ounces of tomatoes. My recipe called for 16, but I kind of wanted to be a little veggie heavy. So I had some carrots, celery, garlic, um, pretty standard seasonings. What I did add, Trader Joe's has this like spicy Italian red pepper paste. I put a good heaping teaspoon of that in, let it reduce, and then didn't puree. Most of the, you know, the tomatoes had kind of strained themselves into more of that thick. They married nicely with heavy whipping cream, and then you had your softened veggies. I enjoyed it. I was questioning whether or not to go spicy with mine, and I leaned more towards fishy. I didn't want them to to compete. So when I was like finishing the soup, I actually did add a few dashes of fish sauce, kind of boost it a little bit. I neglected to mention, I put MSG in everything that I cook. So of course it was also <laughs> liberally sprinkled with MSG. Love it. While we are building our listener base, uh, Sydney suggested our question and answer segment be spearheaded by our parents this week. So we asked all of our wonderfully middle-aged north side of Indianapolis parents questions about our soup podcast. Jackie, take it away. Yeah, my dad asks, do you want soup questions? I think the answer is yes. So technically, I've got my questions in. I'm going to say maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm. Maggie, what's your answer? I honestly would opt for any question. I mean, my mom, I don't think she really... We can start with hers because it's there's no wrong answer because it was just... What's everyone's favorite soup? And it was, you know, I, I personally love no a wrong. creamy tortellini soup. I know it's probably could flirt along the lines of not being a full-fledged soup, but really you can't go wrong. You get your carbs, you get your soup, and there's cream. So <laughs> I don't think you can go wrong at all with the classic tomato soup, cider grilled cheese. It's the perfect comfort food. It's excellent for winter. I love it. Love Done. 
makes you feel nostalgic feel that feeling in the fall when you're like ooh, cold before it like the midwestern winter makes you hate your life yeah it harkens you back to a younger age when like you were worried about spelling tests and like the rugrats were on television you know that kind of stuff it's nice sydney what's your favorite soup soup name i mean i gotta choose just one i i think (laughs) if i had to choose one soup right now uh, the one I'm gravitating towards most is like a hearty Mediterranean lentil. Mm. I yeah. think it's got it's got a good it's got everything you need, like the tortellini soup. It's got the carbs, protein, fiber, vitamins, flavor, bam. Okay, so for my mother's question, she wants to know if you had to choose a soup that you best identify with. What soup would that be and why? This is tough. I would say a classic, like, cheesy potato soup. You know, like, I, I am what I am. I I think I'm well-received by by most. And, uh, yeah, just like a hearty gal. You know what, Maggie? I am feeling lately like a can of SpaghettiOs. Really? Why is that? It feels like a cry for help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say I feel like any canned soup. That's about all I have energy for right now. Twisting You're that can up and You're ready to go. Yeah, it just pour me into that bowl and put me in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you currently identify with? I think Sydney had a, a good point that soup identification is fluid and we are in the winter of one of the worst years that collectively we have experienced. Let's see, uh, which soup do I identify with? I think I most identify with, I'm actually going to change things up a little bit. Everybody hold on to your hats. Chicken pot pie. It is, it is a soup. It just comes in a package. OG bread bowl. Essentially, there's something just very comforting about it. It's not fancy, not trying to be anything that it's not. It's just, it's there for you when you need it. So hopefully that, that fits me. You know, if our listeners were thinking before this question, wow, these elite women talking about (laughs) food, hope you know that we are quite humble based on our answers that range from (laughs) potato soup to canned soup to chicken pot pie. SpaghettiOs specifically. Yeah, I think think what our listeners can gather from this is that we are Midwesterners. Any, Jackie, did your parents give any questions beyond questioning the type of question? They've said, what podcast and who? Let's address that first question, what podcast? I think, as we mentioned, Sydney and Jackie live in the north side of Chicago, and I am in Indianapolis. We're OG Indianapolis folks. Sydney is looking in the future to relocate to a state further away. So it was just, we talked about our friendship. We talked about our love of soup. Just a fun way to pass the time during this difficult period of our lives, as well as, you know, it's a fun way to bond. I think we all did the phases of virtual happy hours, then checking calls at home, keeping people from getting sick from this virus and also the political climate. So then it was like, hey, soup podcast. That's something to talk about, but you don't have to answer the question. How are you? Or ask it. I'm guilty of asking it. And as I say it, I'm like, 
Like, I hope they don't ask me this question. Well, uh, don't worry, Maggie. I will refuse to answer you. I think I'm going to overshare regardless. <laughs> I oh, think the audience for this podcast is going to be Our very parents. few people. <laughs> Here's why I say very few. I think my parents will not listen to it. <laughs> my mom can't wait up. to listen. She's so excited. Your mom. Your mo- okay. Wow. Run fan. So after doing bisque this week, as per Maggie's request, it is my turn to decide next week's soup or ingredient. And pick something good. Pick something good. Drum roll. I don't know how to do it. I'll fix. I'll, I'll fix it in post. Next week we will be doing Avgo Limono. The Greeks are screaming. Avgo Limono. It is a Greek soup made with lemon juice, egg yolk. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, it does require a bit of technique to make all the ingredients come together, uh, but the result is a thick, nutritious, delicious, indulgent soup that will thrill and delight. There are some variations you can do with including chicken, including rice, um, so we all should be able to kind of make it our own still. Good pick, Sydney. This is like my favorite soup to make. Thanks for joining us this week for the Soup Podcast. As always, it's Sydney, Maggie, and Jackie. See you next week. Stew on that. Stew on that. (laughs)